Hey guys, Jack here. Thank you so much for tuning in after the longest hiatus in Just Hands history. I have some excellent news and some not-so-excellent news. First, the positive. Software Y has released the subscription site I've been announcing the past few months. Uh, there's still a short beta testing window, so I advise you to check it out at tv.solveryacademy.com. Check that out right away to get a feel for what's to come. Uh, I highly recommend starting out with Poker Out Loud, the site's initial flagship content. Uh, in Poker Out Loud, Matt Berkey, Christian Soto, Jordan Young, Nick Howard, uh, Zach and I all sit down to play some 6 Max 510. But the twist is that we're all wearing headphones and blasting music, allowing each of us to state out loud to the camera our thought process on each of our actions without divulging any info to the other players at the table. Uh, this was a ton of fun to film, and the first episode is awesome, and there will be a ton of installments from this series for the first few months of the subsite, along with a ton of other content, um, a lot of it from Just Hands. I'll be giving more info on the subsite in the coming weeks, but please check it out in the next few days while the beta testing period is still happening. Now for the bad news. I'm guessing some of you have seen this coming, but Zach is leaving the Just Hands podcast. Zach is fully engaged in his new cryptocurrency hedge fund that he started with his cousin, and he's unable to continue hosting the Just Hands podcast. We'll get him on for a goodbye episode soon, but for now, it will just be me and guests until we arrive at a long-term solution. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us. Uh, I promise there's lots of good stuff to come in the future of Just Hands. And yes, thank you so much for tuning in, and enjoy this week's episode. I'm here with Peter O'Neill and Nick Flinsky. Fireside, outdoor, Las Vegas, WSOP, cash game chatting happening <laughs> over here. We've been out here for a while. I actually left for a bit. So did Nick. Peter hasn't. I think we're all losing our minds just a little bit. But that's okay. We still know how to talk about poker, and that's what we're going to do today. Peter, I hear you have a hand for us. Yeah, I have a hand from 2-5 at the win. So I'll just get into it. So for anyone that doesn't know, the the wins uh, 2-5 is 1,500 cap. So me and the main villain in this game are pretty deep, probably around like 2,500 to start this hand. Main villain is a Euro reg who I think is pretty tight and like overall just pretty, I would describe as like uncreative and just like doesn't bluff a lot, just kind of there to like make some hands. Doesn't seem to even like value bet particularly creatively, like very heavily seems to lean on like betting just smaller to make sure he gets called you know that type of player so hand starts out i have ace queen off i think ace of spades queen of clubs if i remember correctly i open and i think like first mp or like under the gun plus three to 20 it's fish you started the hand with like 250 calls and this reg on the button makes it 65 I think this is normally like a fairly like a reasonably strong squeeze, especially with the short stack fish. But I think like sixty five is like reasonably small sizing and I think I can peel. I might consider folding to eighty. And I also don't think it's terrible to sometimes use his hand as like a four bet bluff and you know, make it two twenty here or two hundred or something. I just think like it's a little bit dangerous to do that with offsuit hands because you start you can start four bet bluffing way too much. But I decided to call and fish calls. You guys want to say anything about this or pretty standard you think okay so flop comes 
uh, Jack Jack Deuce Rainbow, and it uh, checks through pretty quickly. Turn is an ace that brings hearts. I decide to check. Fish bets 100 of his, like, 230 left. So he has, like, 130 back. Reg pretty quickly calls. It's on me. I'll let you guys, you know, talk about this. Turn was an ace that brought back to our hearts. Hmm. Yuck. (laughs) So, I think this is a spot where probably... We should just fold. I don't think calling would be horrendous, but I think the rec player just has a jack a fair amount, and the the other player has a lot of ace king in their range. You know, if we think that there's someone who's going to be three betting light with a lot of wheel aces, then we have much more of a case to call. But you know, it's hard for all three of us to have an ace. And so if you have an ace and this other guy's an ace, then it makes it somewhat likely that the rec player has a jack. And so if you were going to call here, I think it would be okay, but I think you'd almost always be folding to additional action. And my hunch is that you're just not good enough. You're not good very often here. That this nitty reg could even maybe find a fold with, like, ace four suited here. You know, it's just hard for the rec player to be betting worse than that. And I think if there's anything that, like, nitty regs are good at, it's, like, finding folds against, like, amateurs. So, yeah, I just don't think you're good here very often. And you're... If this is, like, the type of rec player who's going to accidentally, like, bail you off with, like, ace-nine suited, that kind of (laughs) sucks. What do you mean, barely you off? Because he only has 130 back. So we're never folding river. That's a good point. So if, considering he's not very deep, I think there's more of a case to call. I just still don't think you're good very often. I think we had kind of like very similar sentiments in the moment. And so this is where I got a little bit creative. And like, I was just pretty sure this reg had ace-king. I just think this is how like a reg would play ace-king. And I just like... At this point, I think we're all, like, very comfortable getting in with a short stack. Like, he only has 130 back. He'd have a worse ace. Like, he could have a jack. But you could also have, like, you'd just be, like, betting a flush draw or straight draw for some reason and call it off. This is, like, not he's just a pretty bad fish. And I just thought, like, this is just, like, definitely not a reg that is, like, comfortable handling pressure. And especially, like, super deep. And it's just, like, this is a card that is, like, kind of very obviously hits both these players' ranges. If I had, like, a good hand, it's, like... Semi-reasonable to trap, but I don't think I would. So I check-raise to 600. With the intention of the fish obviously calling and pushing the reg off ace-king. I like that. Yeah, I kind of forgot how this hand had played out to this point. So I wasn't considering a check-raise, and I actually think a check-raise is really pretty awesome. I mean, obviously, sometimes you just double up. I get a fairly high frequency. You double up the fish, but I think it's not so high that... I just think the success you're going to have at getting this pro to lay down ace-king is going to make it very worthwhile. I mean, I, I just don't... I think it almost never calls in this spot when you make it 600. So I like it. Yeah. I mean, I thought so, too. I thought that... Uh, I mean, I think one interesting thing is, like, 
I definitely want to um, try to make it a size here on the turn that he's going to fold to right away. Because I'm not too excited about like the prospect of like making a big river bluff. So, like, do you think we should maybe go a little bit bigger on turn? This is something I wasn't quite sure about. I think I think 600 is pretty good. I mean, it's like a 6x raise, even though it's not massive compared to the pot. He's getting still decent odds. But, you know, I, I just don't love bluffing river because then you start running into, like, you might start running into a pretty tight range. I mean, there's only one combo of aces left, but I could see aces playing this way. Maybe a trapped jack somehow, though I really think that would mostly bet flop. So, um, I guess I guess I think this guy's just pretty capped overall. The more and more I think about it, and I guess I would, I guess I probably should bluff river even if I get called. I guess that's kind of the question. It's like, would you bluff river if you get called? I think you're kind of sweating the one combo of aces, but that's sort of it. You know, I think we both like really doubt if we like fire like 1100 on river with this guy. We're like hero with ace king. Yeah, I think against a lot of players, the concept of leverage is pretty useful. The idea that Many players have an approach where one, there's a sort of there's a point in the hand where once they've committed themselves to that point, they're very unlikely to fold going forward. But I think the, this sort of profile isn't necessarily among those. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to even sizing smaller to put out a larger river barrel. I just also think that this is going to even something as small as like 500 is going to work a lot on the turn that is interesting though like i mean this is getting pretty fancy now but like making it like a size that we think he might like side peel turn to just like blast river make it like 350 turn just to like bet 1k river and just get that extra like 250 from him I guess, like, if we want to talk about exploitable options, one other exploitable option is just, like, I think one problem with, like, when this play starts to get bad is, like, when ace-queen is just, like, the, like, the more it's good, like, the more this guy squeezed with, like, ace-ten suit pre and, like, some low suit, like, some suit, suit aces pre. Like, then I'm actually, like, losing a little bit of value or, like, maybe then on the river this fish shoves 130, and this guy, like, side calls, like, 130 into, like, 800 with ace-5 suited. And I overcall. And, you know, get a little bit of value that way. But in that situation, I probably lose to the fish. The fish jams 130 on river. I guess, like, a really fancy play would be, like, call a turn and then lead river for, like, what the fish has left. But that's just, like, I don't know. I guess, like... I talked to a few other people about this hand, and the one critique I was getting was that ace-queen might be a little bit too good to do this with. The one problem is, I think, if you start going, like, too much lower, like, maybe ace-10 is fine, but if you get down to, like, maybe, like, ace-5, I think that's just, like, you're losing to the fish too much. But, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff to, like, kind of balance here. Yeah, I think what's really appealing to me is the possibility of building a side pot to steal. Since that, anytime you can accomplish that, it doesn't really matter if uh, you're losing to the fish. I mean, it does matter, but it like significantly decreases the negative EV of the times of, or the times that he has a jack uh, and you don't bink. So, yeah, I like the smaller raise. I think I make I would still make it a little bit bigger than three fifty, like. 
450. I mean, worst case, he just folds. I think where I disagree with maybe that critique you got is that I just don't think the three-bedder calls with the trashy aces that often because it just seems really hard for those to ever be good against uh, the rec player's range. Just not how that profile generally plays. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this reg peeled, like, ace-five suited to one bet. Although it's a bit, it is a bit odd. Another thing that seems a bit odd is that, like, I would kind of... I mean, like, him just calling this bet overall is kind of odd. It kind of almost even feels like a draw. Like, if I had ace-king, I'd probably just, like, make it 250 here and get the rec player's money right away. Like, I think, like, why leave 130 for him to, like, not shove river with a heart draw or some straight draw... Or, like, to, I don't know, somehow hero fold an ace. So I can't really imagine this fish ever hero folding an ace on any river. But it's, it's kind of hard for me to say what this what this guy could have. I do think that, like, this type of player type is someone that, like, even though they're fairly tight for some reason, just kind of go crazy squeezing, like, suited aces pre. I think that's something that these guys like to do. But, I mean, even if he has one of those, I think that, like, I think it's going to be hard to get, like, more money out of this hand. Even if we haven't beat, I just don't really see a way that he, like... Like, the best-case situation is, like, fish jams river, and he somehow hero calls with, like, ace-five, and then I call, and, like, the fish, like, somehow has a worse ace-two. So, yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's really tricky, like, what exactly to to do here. I guess one other thing I do... I, I One other thing I do like about trying to just get him off on the turn is that it looks pretty strong through like fish being in there short sect like inherently it looks like i shouldn't be bluffing i should never be purely bluffing here because i'm just getting in the fish is never folding but um i don't know uh, like there are a lot of options to take in this hand that are like slightly different but i think change what you're trying to do a lot and it's uh, i think i think it's pretty interesting yeah i think i'm pretty happy on the turn as long as you don't call and I, I think that's probably fairly counterintuitive to a lot of people who maybe are listening to this and think that this is a very clear call. But I think this is just a time where it's a big part of your edge can come from being aware of how profiles play and how profiles interact. It's not just that the rec player is going to be fairly value-heavy in this spot, but it's also that the the reg is going to be aware of that as well. You know, that's one of the things that they know. And so the combination of that just makes their combined uh, range pretty strong. And so I just don't think our equity with ace-queen offsuit is great against the two of them, uh, especially with all the ace-king combos. So, yeah, raise or, raise or fold, I'm good with both of those. And then if you're going to raise, I think I like trying to at least potentially get called by ace-king on the turn, uh, as we discussed. Yeah, I agree. I guess I don't think calling is terrible. Like, if someone called this spot, like, if I was coaching someone and they called this spot, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's, there's a chance it's actually profitable. I think there's a chance that both, like, a, the player's ha- ranges are weak enough that, like, calling with ace-queen here is profitable. But I think it's, like, very unlikely that more money gets put in this pot, like, where you're ahead. I think that, like, mostly the fish is just going to check river, and if the pro is not beating us, He's going to check River 2. 
again, like you can maybe you want to like try to lead river, but I think that like runs into some problems. I think like another like sort of hidden advantage of this turn check raise is that you make the fish like put it in on the turn with like if he has nine eight of hearts or something, he puts it on the turn. He's always gonna put in an eight, put it in with an ace on the turn, although he's not probably not following that anyway. But um, yeah, I think we've talked most of this out. Do you guys want to know the results? So fish calls obviously, you know, pro looks relatively annoyed, but you know, kind of like shrug folds. Unfortunately, the fish had jack ten offsuit, so he had a jack. But I'm pretty sure the red had ace king, because when I tailed my hand, he like looked a little bit confused. And the dealer, like, fairly quickly mucked it. But he was like, what was that hand? What was that hand? And, like, seemed a little annoyed when it was told it was ace-queen. So, like, I don't know if he was annoyed, if he was just, like, confused. It was possible he was just, like, confused I would make that raise with ace-queen. Maybe it hadn't beat. But I think it's I think it's pretty likely that he had ace-king. Not to mention that just hand-reading-wise, I think that's his most likely hand anyway. Yeah. I guess the, the plan worked. <laughs> We just ran into the jack. Yeah. The last thing that's worth considering, and I guess we probably should talk about this earlier, but just the small three bet, I think is going to make the rec player just a lot more jack X dense. Like, I don't think we just, we just don't narrow that range preflop very much when he's getting this price. So something to consider. All right. This was just hands outside in Las Vegas at the WSOP. Nick Flinsky was here. He's very tired. All right. We'll see you guys next week.